Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Ron's time is valuable, right? You know, he's, sure. a, busy, he's a busy guy, even though he's, what did you say, 86, 86 years old? 86 years old. Conan, amazing. Still, he's probably still riding his bike around, too. I'm that, sure he is, man. That was one of my questions, actually. I was curious as <laughs> oh, to really? what, what his uh, goal, because when he was running for president in 2012, he was doing, I don't know how many miles a day or whatever, riding a bike around. And it's like, you, whenever you think of a 76-year-old, because again, that was 10 years ago now, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't think of... And how old, is, going, how old is Biden? Biden is almost eighty, I think. Yeah, he's old. He's too old. Too old. But you know, well, he's but, had his he's had his brain open too many times. You you start cutting heads open, and that's uh, it is, you're going to get mental problems, mental what deficiencies. What do you mean his head was cut open? He had a friggin' he had a uh, an aneurysms removed twice. Biden mm. did. Yeah, he had his whole okay. head open. Didn't Ron Paul have like a, a minor stroke or something like that? He. I think he did. There was something that that happened. But he uh, was like back to work within a few days, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that I was excited, you know, and, and we are going to get him on here at, at some point. If it's not tonight, and by the way, I did get a response already for uh, from his booking uh, agent, and he says he's checking on it. So we'll, we'll see if there's an update here as, as the show goes on. Uh, but, you know, when it was reached out to me and, and we were invited to, you know, hey, do you guys want to have Ron Paul on? I said, well, did he write another book or like? Because normally you don't get a, a. Normally there's not like a publicity agent reaching out to book right. guests. You're a huge influence uh, in the libertarian space. You've run three campaigns for president going back to 1988, and then of course 2008 and uh, 2012. Many people have been brought on board with the ideas of liberty by your outreach, your actions. And the thing that I thought was so impressive, just first off, because I asked the the guy that was booking you on the show, I said, "Is does he have a new book or something? Like, what's is he promoting something?" It's like, no, Ron's <laughs> just doing the thing he does for Liberty, which is talk about it constantly, every chance, every opportunity. You're now 86 years old, and you're going strong. Well, and I'm very, very grateful, you know. And it is true that uh, my subject is the same because. It was that subject that uh, got my interest, and I had the interest before I ever ran for anything, but I didn't run for Congress because I, I thought, oh, boy, wouldn't it be neat to be in Congress? It was to get a message out, and I was influenced by a famous date that, if you know me, you probably have heard me mention, and that was August 15th of 1971 when the gold standard disappeared mm. and wage and price controls came, and they ushered in this new age of uh, massive inflation, and now we're coming to a climactic end of that system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it amazed me today when I saw in the news that the Biden administration and the White House and the Fed, they're saying, oh, we were totally caught off guard by the inflation. And of course, <laughs> they're talking about inflation like it's an increase in prices. And of course, we know better than that. But even so, to, to think they didn't see it coming, that, that's an outright lie on their part. And, and to blame it on Putin. They do. I think yeah, they sort well, of that. I don't know whether it, it's lying, and it could be, or whether it's just stupidity. So it's been a decade since your last campaign for president you retired from being a, a u.s house representative after what a dozen terms or or something like that uh spending way too much time in dc it's most people would have gotten corrupted conan you wanted to talk about the corruption issue we know that power corrupts how did it not uh, corrupt ron paul what was your question yeah, for uh, dr paul you were you were in congress for what 16 years well, I was in three different times, so I always have to stop and think about it. No, I think it was about 23 oh, total. That's, so I was a lot, in, so a lot longer in, uh, than I had thought. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, and it uh, the last time I was in, I was for uh, I think it was six terms, and and but uh, when I first went in, I was there for six years, and it wasn't my thing. I didn't think I was ever going there. That wasn't my goal. And I thought I'm missing medicine, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I decided I'm going back to medicine. I did. I went back for twelve years, but I stayed interested. But but from the very beginning, it was always gnawing at me about you know, the liberty movement and the liberty ideas, and mainly my exposure to Austrian economics that fascinated me, especially the monetary policy. So I was starting to speak out on that, you know, even before I decided, well, I might get a bigger audience uh, if I run for Congress. And uh, that, that uh, of course, led to something because my wife was worried about that. She said, what are you going to do that for? It was a matter. She said, it was dangerous. She says, you probably are going to get elected. <laughs> <laughs> so I guarantee, I guaranteed her that people like me don't get elected. You know, I'm not promising that I'm going to give away. All I want to do is work for their freedom. The warning sign is, is when the average person knows that the prices are going up, they're paying their bill, that's the tax for all this. And, uh, and people are now, that's the biggest issue of the day. It will be for this year's election, and that is the cost of gasoline and the cost of groceries, and that that is a message. But we have to have people explaining that to us to a degree because it's not complicated. It's nothing more than a tax because they're stealing the wealth from the capital that you have in order to pay the bills that have been run up for all this uh, all right. this year. Right, it's a hidden tax. Inflation is an increase in the money supply, and you 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 kind of got into this earlier, Aria, where you pointed out that the mainstream media, the politicians, always talk about inflation as though it's just this mysterious rise in prices. And we know that that's just a symptom. And I, I want to talk more about the money aspect, but Conan, I don't think you ever really asked your question, right, about corruption? One of my that. biggest concerns with uh, fresh-faced politicians who are just getting into the, into the business uh, is this idea that power corrupts. As soon as they get in there, maybe a couple, two or three years, they're just, they're just, they're, they're fine. You know, they're working with the the liberty movement, and then you know, they just kind of, they just kind of turn to the dark side over, over, in, over, over time. And the next thing you know, they're in some lobbyist's pocket, and you know, and their buddy politicians' pockets, and they're all working together behind the behind the scenes. And uh, but you, you say you you were in for twenty something years, and you seem like a pretty decent dude. Did they try to corrupt you, Ron? Yeah. And how did you avoid yeah, do you, that? Do you have any uh, memorable experiences? Some lobbyist coming at you, some NGO coming at you, and trying to influence you a certain way, and you just you just halted them in their tracks. No, I always felt insulted. They would never come in and see me. <laughs> 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 so they 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 didn't bother me, and uh, I think that uh, you know it, it's it's one of one of these things that. Uh, pe- People expect him to be uh, dishonest. You know, this case about uh, lying to the FBI agent. Well, somebody said, well, they lie to us all the time. What's the difference? You know, it's just the same old thing. They lie to each other. You know, I think what's happened, uh, why this is worse. I think what we're talking about, you know, power corrupting. I think that was uh, there since the beginning of time, you know, in very, very early history, that, that concept that existed. Now, going there and not being corrupted, uh, I never thought a whole lot about uh, about that. I just knew what I believed in and what I said I was going to do and what uh, what promises I made. But I do believe that uh, some people have a more firm grip on uh, something I call, you know, the higher laws, uh, the morality of uh, of natural law. 
And that is just that you shouldn't lie, cheat, kill, murder people. I mean, you shouldn't do that. And most people know that. And some people are locked into it. But other people, you know, they were, they're totally cynic. And when they, the longer they're in Washington, the more cynical they are. Moving to New Hampshire and having gold and <laughs> cryptocurrency, you know, <laughs> that's, that's right. a good plan. <laughs> right. Now, Dr. Paul, you mentioned earlier, you know, that one shouldn't lie, cheat, steal, or kill. And uh, I, I love pointing out, these are these are things we learn in kindergarten, right? Don't hit people, don't take their stuff, be honest. But somewhere along the way, from rising from, you know, kindergarten to adulthood, the average person seems to forget those rules, and they become okay with massive amounts of lying, stealing, and killing when it's orchestrated by the government. As far as I can tell, libertarianism is just the idea that we have to remind these people that they should behave as well as kindergartners. Do you have... <laughs> Yeah, and I think you're touching on something that I think is true, is that when the government becomes nihilistic, they don't believe in truth, they don't believe in the conditions that you've just described, that the people themselves, you know, they learn from that. Then if you look at government schools, government schools contribute a lot, you know, to this, too, and... And so there is an atmosphere now the competition. There's still a lot of people in this country. Matter of fact, I think the majority of the American people are still, you know, if you ask them, do you think you have a right to take a car from your neighbor because they have two and you don't have any? Most Americans are going to say, no, that, that isn't the case. But, you know, I think the rule that I keep telling myself about and telling people to look at is Bastiat's rule, you know, in the law. And, and the rule is that if, if, if you and I can't do it, and the governments are always telling us, you can't do this, this, and you shouldn't steal, or we're going to put you in jail, and don't lie, don't lie to the FBI, or, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. But they don't apply it to themselves. So if you look at the amount of debt and the amount of malinvestment that has existed and the amount of regulations that have been written to reverse that to get people back in a productive arena, that's, that's a big job. And uh, right now it's... Uh, it's very, very difficult because there's a lot of money out there <clears throat> that has not been used for productive efforts. The, the money has actually made a few, a few number of people, mainly on the, on the very wealthy side, much richer. Mm-hmm. But uh, the middle class pays the bills and the poor get poorer. And there's a lot of way to go because there's so much debt. People don't talk a whole lot about the debt. The conservatives do once in a while. But they, they don't do anything about it. They, they, you, know, you know, when you look at Schumer and McConnell, they're pretty good friends. And uh, sure. yep. they, they don't really have two different philosophies. Uh, there are some differences. You can't say there aren't any. But basic, basically on the big stuff, whether it's monetizing debt, whether it's the war monitoring going on, whether it's the taxation that they have to do either directly or indirectly because uh, inflation is a tax. And that's the way you pay your bills. And we, we get rid of the debt. We have to liquidate the debt. There's only two ways you can do it, work harder and pay it off, like an individual might have to. But governments never do that. They pay it off by just putting more money in. If they owe $100, they'll get you $100, but it's only worth 10 Sure, we should have a haven. We should have a place to go. We should have, you know, gold and silver. We should be able to take care of ourselves. We should know where our friends are. We should have a way of defending our family financially and physically. But ultimately, you know, I all talk to a lot of investment groups, and they're interested in, in investment, how I'm going to build my portfolio and spend their time doing that. And I said, that's all right and good, and you should. 
And the more the barrier, the more the people are protected, the better off we are. But really, the investment of time and energy and what you really have to invest in is the cause of liberty because a lot of people still are a little bit confused. I get encouraged from something Leonard Reed taught me many years ago. He says, don't sweat this thing about, well, we still don't have 51% of the people so that we can control the elections and that stuff. Well, I, I don't even think about that anymore. I think about people in leadership positions. And now, you know, there are some uh, people on, on radio and the, and the different talk shows. And, and uh, I was very optimistic when the Internet came out. Then I sort of thought, holy man, that looks like they're going to be able to control that. Mm-hmm. But right now, uh, you were announcing that you have a vehicle that you can get around with the corruption in the social media. So I think technology, I always thought the libertarians would lead the charge mm-hmm. of overcoming the technology that will, the government is going to want to control. So that, that, to me, is good news. But it's the ideas that make all the difference in the world, and that, to me, is the most important investment that all of us make, even though we should do all the other things, but buying gold and having land if you can. Some mm-hmm. people will have a haven in South America and all that. And that's up to the individual, just the individuals to do it. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I can still remember watching those presidential campaign debates. Man, and yeah, the Republican just, ones where he was just ripping these he, people apart. <laughs> yeah, and so and awesome. he was getting ov- uh, applause and ovations every single rip. And I'm like, how the hell? And the, and the other guy's Greenwich or G- Greenwich or whatever his name is. Can't even remember his name anymore. It's been so long. Oh, Newt Gingrich. Newt, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there I was mean- also Rick Santorum and uh, Rick Perry and all of these other guys. These these well put together politicians. Ron Paul was like 70 years old at the time, just eviscerating them on the stage, getting standing ovations for his answer. And I'm like, how is this guy not? Getting the getting the points. Well, he, the the media stole it from exactly. him. Exactly. Well, I mean, he, he why is he never mentioned on any of these Fox polling debates? The only time I ever saw him mention was when John Stewart brought him up as to call out Fox News after the Iowa caucus in 2012 or whenever it was, where Fox News they mentioned the person who came in first, the person who came in second, and then they mentioned the person who came in fourth, yeah, fifth, they skipped and sixth. Right. They, they deliberately skipped yeah. over number three, and John Stewart sitting there. John Stewart of all people behind who? Who did John Kerry or whoever it was? Not John Kerry. Uh, Doesn't matter who John they were. Hunt. Hunt, Hunt was the guy whatever. who came in four. Bunch of rhinos. Yeah. It was just forgettables. A bunch of forgettables. And then he did even better in New Hampshire, and they couldn't ignore him at that point. The evidence points to the fact that people are corruptible. Now, that's not to say there aren't you know, really unusual characters that can somehow resist that. Right. And, uh, you know, but they're very, very unusual. I think it, I mean, they're I, all I, more I, than I, just I think, Ron Paul, though. I mean, we have them here in New Hampshire, like Mike Sylvia, um, Matt Santanastasso, and a number of state reps who got into power yeah. as state representatives. Maybe not as much power as a U.S. representative, no, but still a, near. a significant amount of power. And yet they stay true to their principles as well. 
They do. They do. And and the majority of them are pretty, I think, would stay pretty true. But there are, there's been a lot of uh, quibbling over the so-called liberty reps here in New Hampshire and why don't they go further. And a lot of them are playing this game. And, and whether you want to call that corruption or them just playing the well, game. Well, they want to keep the power. So that's... Corruption, That's, as far as I can tell, for that, yeah, uh, and so like, why haven't why haven't any of the Liberty reps who I'm not I'm not saying I don't appreciate them because I do appreciate them and I know it's not easy being there and they got to some extent they feel like they got to play this game they've got a so so called political capital and they can only spend so much of it but how come we don't have a bill that's going to end the entire war on drugs yeah you know why don't we have a bill that's going to wipe out the entire uh, Department of Safety well we try with a secession bill. That was a new thing. Yeah, yeah. but I don't, I, mean, know, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that in my no, lifetime. No, that was something special. I know you always talk about how you don't really care for the Libertarian Party, but at the I same like time, them. like what? I like the Libertarian Party. It's it's fun to point and laugh at as the dumpster fire that it is rages in the distance, and I like that it exists. I'm grateful that it exists. Because it, it gives something for all of those argumentative people who, who just want to argue about the tiny little details about things and don't want to actually work toward liberty while calling themselves libertarians. It gives them somewhere where they can focus their efforts while we over here in New Hampshire who want to actually build something and create more freedom get to focus on what we're doing without all of that infighting and that garbage that they're all about. But the reason why I brought that up is because, honestly, I wouldn't have found out about those ideas without hearing about that party, the Gary Johnson year election. So you're somebody who got brought in uh, to Liberty by Gary Johnson. I have to wonder, uh, you know, what was your process like? You found Gary Johnson, you found the Libertarian Party, and then you actually learned about the principles? Because he sure as hell didn't have them. Uh, yeah, the way I learned about the principles is actually a show that you guys advertise on. You ever heard of The Survival Podcast? Sure, yeah. Jack Spirico? Yeah. That was where I heard about you guys, and listen, he talks about the principles of it. And oh. I learned that from him and discovered your show and started listening okay. to this. Harry Brown was the original like blogger back in the day. He, he was blogging during the 2000 campaign, doing like daily updates online about what he was doing. Yeah, as that a, predates WordPress, yeah, man. As a candidate. And uh, he made such an impact. And it's just it's interesting to hear you say that Gary Johnson brought you in, but you don't even remember anything about him. Wow. Specifically, I remember the guy who introduced me to him who had the reason why I was so impressed to even learn anything about it is because the guy who told me about it had memorized the Constitution back and forth four times. Good Lord, why? Wow. Because he was that much of a libertarian, and he was bored. <laughs> that's what that's what libertarians do when they don't have real activism to, to distract them with, like we do here in uh, in New Hampshire. See, and the Libertarian Party is perfect for those types of people. Yeah. If what they want to do in their spare time is memorize the Constitution, stay in Reno or California or New Jersey or wherever you people are arguing online about. And, and debate policy yeah. and debate bylaws. And, and leave the building to us. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to share tonight about the Libertarians, Sam? Uh, just that it seems pretty inspiring that you guys are willing to take on the government the way you are. Well, I mean, it's not that I want to. <laughs> are you are you referring well, to the crypto more, six though, thing? In a way. It's it's just that we are willing to put ourselves out there, and when you are willing to do activism that is going to potentially have an impact. One of your hosts uh, quit smoking, right? 
What what was her name? You're on today, Aria. Is that his name? Did you quit Aria's smoking? It? Are you still taking that tantrix crap? No, and I quit no, smoking. She's off. Oh wow. No, are you okay, actually well, listening to the show, Sarah? Sarah, I'm a trans woman, by the way. That's transphobic of you. <laughs> oh, you're a, you're a transformer. What's the difference between a transformer and a transvestite? I would, I would, okay, transformer. That's an interesting uh, question. Transformer aside, it's a fair question. I would argue that for for non-op and pre-op, which I'm I'm not going to get into an explanation of those things, there isn't a difference. No no practical or meaningful difference to speak of. What is a transformer? I I don't know what someone who transforms. but I assume, but Sarah, if, if it helps you to to think of me as ter- in terms of a transvestite, that's fine with me. I, I don't particularly care. <laughs> I don't think you're transphobic either. That was a joke. That's why everyone here laughed, because they know coming from me that that's not a sincere statement. <laughs> do you think that was good uh, of Aria to quit smoking, or do you think that uh, she should continue to smoke because, I don't know, because well, um, you know why Aria, four, four out of Aria every five doctors that, saying it's good to go? Well, he was complaining about Merlin last time I confronted you about the they threw out the smokers in the uh the casinos sarah um i literally have an envelope full of money to send you to a commune if whenever you're ready being unhappy whatever like you want to stop being unhappy just fill out the application i'll pay for the application fee um and you i'll pay for you to go to the commune and you go with communists and leave us alone. If, if there is any, if Bernie Sanders is any evidence of what how communists think about other communists, she wouldn't last twelve hours. They would kick her butt out because she's lazy. Because she's lazy and wouldn't work. Just like they kicked Bernie Sanders out after two weeks because he was the same way. Unless you're talking about like when I and when I say commune, I mean like a farm out in New like a real commune in, in Vermont yeah. or somewhere, even in New Hampshire. Where you got to work the land. But if you're talking about like China. Or or North Korea, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we we can, we can all pitch in and, and get a plane ticket for uh, I'll for send Sarah. her to any of these places if she will go. If she will agree, yes, this she is what I though. think is communism, and she will go there. I will happily pay. Weren't you the person who made that offer before, and she turned it down? Yeah, because her life's yeah, mission is to. Good. I still have the money sitting aside so that she can be happy. <laughs> Here's the story from the Daily Star. According to them, a Kremlin TV propaganda piece has claimed World War III has started and that Russia's horrifying task is now to, quote, demilitarize, unquote, NATO. Russian television anchor Olga Skabieva, a Putin mouthpiece, Russia One, that's one of the government-run channels there. So we know about RT. Right, Russia right. Today, RT, Sputnik, which is the radio version of RT. These are English language. RT is available actually in multiple languages, but they have an English language broadcast that is available all around the planet in various different forms. We know about RT, but most people don't know about the other propaganda that is created by the Russian government, in this case, for the Russian people. So that's what Russia One is. It is their quote-unquote news, their propaganda channel. Oh, she's kind of hot. I thought the same thing. Skabayevia. She looks like a she looks like a black widow. See, I don't know that I disagree that World War Three has started, but I think it's going to be 
a struggle for historians in the future to pinpoint the exact event that was the the beginning quote, of it? beginning of World War Three. I think and 9/11, or and or the Civil War if it if it was the breakout. I think nine eleven would probably be the point that they're going to draw the line at. The United States government, NATO, they're going to act surprised by this. Oh, the, the Russian military is upset. They played this game before. They did it during World War One and World War Two, where they continued arming people, sending guns, sending guns, sending munitions, sending money, sending all of these things, everything except soldiers, to the British Empire during World War One, and then to the Allies during World War Two. And then they were surprised when the Germans attacked or when the Japanese attacked, and they're going to be surprised when the Russians attack here in the near future. Ukrainian troops have been spotted using armored vehicles kitted with Browning heavy machine guns as well as Wolfhound support vehicles given to the country by Britain. Separate claims made by Lugansk People's Republic head Leonid Pashnik, Pashnik, who alleged that Ukrainian propaganda was to blame for hatred of Russian activities. He said, quote, most people, of course, meet us as liberators uh, with tears in their eyes, seeing, seeking to thank the military in person. He's talking about the Russian military. Many come outside hug Republican Russian servicemen saying they were anticipating liberation. Hatred toward everything Russian was promoted in Ukraine. Language, culture, people, and Russia in general, to our great regret, Kiev and the U.S. were able to raise an entire generation, a nation even, a nation of nationalists, in such a short time. I mean, that's obviously propaganda, right? I mean, that, Sure, that's, it's propaganda that, on both sides. Uh, sure, but I mean, that's... That's obviously something that's being fed to the Russian people to convince them that the people of Ukraine want this. I mean, we were told the same thing about the war in Iraq. You know, the the Iraqi people, they greeted us sure. with smiles and cheers and they we, we were their liberators. And, you know, reality was a little bit different. What is Thanksgiving like when Rand is there and they talk politics? Wouldn't you Ooh, like to be good a question. <laughs> they, they, you know what? They probably don't. They probably talk sports, sports ball. <laughs> Because that's their rule in their families, you know. No, this is what we don't talk. This is what we don't ever talk about. Because and they're pro- and they probably end in the mm-hmm. shouting matches too. Because that's just how Thanksgivings are supposed to end with your with your relatives. Oh, talk- definitely, definitely. Yeah, I haven't had a Thanksgiving with my relatives in sixteen. Years. You know that was the you, you, you know that was the actual question that I wanted to elude to. Really, was his kid, and it, and and is Rand going to stay true? Because he's a Republican, but is he's going to stay? So he's not libertarian. He's never been as as libertarian as, as his he, father. But is he? he but is he at least going to stay true to his Republican ideals? I mean, Rand Paul has gone on the record saying that libertarianism is an albatross that people are trying to hang around his neck. That's right. He did say that. He he isn't a libertarian. He's never going to be a libertarian. He's a liberty leaning conservative, and that's mm-hmm. not the worst thing in the world. But it's it's no Ron Paul. Yeah, the apple the apple did not fall directly under that tree. That's it, true. It rolled over a little to the left or to the right. And then last, real quick, uh, Conan brought up like when wars start, like World War Three. What's that spark? Are we going to get one right now? Do you guys know anything about John Brown, the Civil War guy? Not offhand. Who is he? Um, the abolish. He was. Uh, I can't ever remember that word. But he was against like abolitionist. Slavery. Yeah, abolitionist. And he ended up getting, I think he was hung when he was like 60-something. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.